a desert planet with twin suns. His name is Boba Fett. Boba Fett? Where? I am Boba Fett. Welcome back to Twin Sun Talks, folks, and welcome to our second Book of Boba Fett review and breakdown. Let's not waste any time. Let's dive straight into I Have Spoken. I Have Spoken. Not gonna lie, guys, there's been about a six to seven hour gap in between these last two audio clips because my stinking microphone decided to stop working mid-recording. Um, so that's been super fun to deal with. A little glimpse behind the scenes there. But anyways, now that I've finally got this thing to work, we're going to be talking about episode two of the Book of Boba Fett, uh, The Tribes of Tatooine. And... Um, yeah, so uh, as usual, I'm going to be doing my non-spoiler review, followed by my full spoiler breakdown and review, and then I'm going to go into some theories at the very end. So if you haven't watched the episode yet, but you want to get a general idea of my thoughts, then uh, stick around in a few seconds. I'm going to be doing my non-spoiler review, and then uh, if you don't want to get it spoiled, then feel free to pause this, go watch it, come back, and listen to any uh, anything that I found notable uh, throughout the rest of the episode. It'll still be here whenever you're done. So as far as my non-spoiler thoughts go, um, this episode was super interesting. Uh, it had an extremely vintage Star Wars feel to it, once again definitely putting us into that original trilogy mindset. The development for Boba continues to be spot on, the storytelling is excellent, the visuals are stunning, and the experience was on point. Um, so overall, I really enjoyed this episode. I don't feel like I can say too much more without spoiling it. So um, if you don't want it to be spoiled, then I would suggest that you stop listening. So spoiler warning, spoiler warning, spoiler warning, spoiler, 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 spoiler. Anyways, let's move on. So first of all, Nightwind. Uh, that's the name of the assassin group that attacked Boba and Fennec at the end of the first episode. Don't know too much about them. They were supposedly hired by the mayor. They're, and they are unable to operate outside of Hut space legally. So um, that's about all that we know about them. I can't say too much else. Uh, the threat by Fennec with the Rancor was super funny and a cool throwback. And I was like, oh, maybe maybe they're using the Rancor that we see in the Bad Batch, but now it's just an empty threat. But it was funny to see the fear in his eyes. Um, the mayor is an Ithorian with a translation device, which is something that we saw in the Clone Wars. Uh, his name is Mok Shais. And the interaction with him and Boba shows far more confidence from Boba, which I appreciate. Uh, the mayor still tries to kind of push him around, but Boba seems a little more sure of himself uh, than he did with uh, with like the other bosses uh, of Mos Espa. Uh, moving on to the Huts, uh, they are the twins, which we haven't seen anything. We've seen people like Gardula before and Zero, but we haven't seen the twins, and they're related to Jabba. Uh, they're his cousins. They reference Hutta, which is the Hut homeworld, whenever uh, Boba's kind of dismissing the possibility that they're involved in anything. Uh, and they're obviously very powerful with much influence, and we see them carried on the litter, kind of like how everyone expects Boba to be paraded around. Uh, it's kind of funny to see all the Nyctos kind of uh, straining under the weight. Um, but... Uh, I mean, I don't think there's too much to say about them. I thought that it's it's notable that the Huts are still involved in Tatooine politics. Uh, they haven't just let it go because it is obviously a very um, influential portion of the crime criminal underworld. And so uh, it makes sense that they would still want uh, a hand in that cookie jar. 
Uh, and with the huts, we see, and I'm, I might mispronounce his name, but Black Chrysantan. Black Chrysantan. I think that's how you say his name. And he is a massive Wookiee bounty hunter from the comics, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know too much about him, but I know that he worked with Jabba and he worked for Vader at one point, and that he is absolutely brutal. I read up a bit on him before recording this episode, and so this is kind of off the top of my head from reading up, but I'm pretty sure that he has like metal implanted into his fists um, to make it so that he can literally crush skulls with his hands. Um, he is, he was kind of exiled from Kashyyyk for his kind of brutalistic nature. He seems super, super awesome. And a little side note that I don't have in my notes, but I think it's worth noting, Boba wore a braid of Wookiee hair originally, which I would assume melted off while he was in the Sarlacc. But I'm sure there's a little bit of bad blood between the two for that. And you see him, he's super intimidating, and I'm super, super excited to see more of him later, because I think we will. Um, but yeah, more on Black Chrysanthemum later. I might call him BK or Black K or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. Chrysanthemum is just kind of, I don't know. It doesn't quite roll off the tongue. The Pikes. Who called it? I called it. I said that I thought that criminal uh, syndicates like the Pikes might be involved in this, and that is exactly what we got. In the flashbacks, while uh, he's kind of reflecting on his time with the Tuscans, we see the Pikes um, in control of this train that kind of goes through the Tuscans' territory and takes them out kind of as they go. And the Pikes are spice dealers, and spice, for those of you who don't know, is kind of Star Wars slang for drugs. Uh, they were introduced in the Clone Wars, and they reference the spice mines on Kessel, um, which obviously we see the Pikes operating there in Solo, a Star Wars story, and we see them with Wookiee labor and all that sort of stuff. They relied heavily on slave labor, which seems to not sit very well with Boba, and it's unclear why necessarily, but if I had to guess, it's because his father-slash-donor Django used to be a slave, hence the name of the ship Slave One. It was because of his um, uh, his history of being a slave. Um, so, I, I don't know. Maybe we'll get a little more development on that later, but, but it seems like Boba doesn't like the Pikes all that much for that reason. And it's super cool to see them in live action because they don't quite look the same. They don't quite look like what we saw in the, the animation, but, I mean, Dooku doesn't look anything like he does in, in live action and... More so, uh, it was kind of cool to get a little bit of live action, uh, live action canonical. Uh, I don't even know how to call it, anatomy for 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 the pikes. Moving on to the Tuscans, we get more development on their way of life. Seeing the creation of the Gaffy sticks was pretty interesting, and giving them access to technology like the speeder bikes and better weapons. Uh, will shift the balance of power on Tatooine in their favor because they know the topography of Tatooine better than anybody and now they have the means to really seize power. So that's going to be an interesting thing to see moving forward. Uh, their acceptance of Boba without completely transforming him into a Tuscan is rather interesting too. And while my, my knowledge about this, I'm pulling from Legends, so it doesn't necessarily exist, but what I can tell is that they tended to, whenever they took outsiders into their kind of cult of personality, they... They um, they would completely alter them to be like Tuscans. They would give them 
the bandages, the masks, everything. And we see that to an extent with Boba where they, they give him garments of their own culture, but we don't see them giving him the, the Tuscan masks, the Tuscan uh, bandages that you kind of layer on as you get older. Uh, stuff like that is is kind of glossed over, but they still obviously very much respect him because not just anyone gets a gaffy stick. That's that's a really big deal. The lizard thing was was pretty ridiculous, but I kind of loved it. Like it was like almost it was like Boba was tripping, man. It was kind of amazing. I I, I kind of liked seeing that, where he's on drugs and he's wandering through the freaking desert, gets to like the last tree on Tatooine where they get the gaffy stick wood from. And then I, mean, I, th- I thought that it was super cool. I don't know. It's kind of a weird thing, but weird things are fun sometimes. And then it was interesting hearing a little bit about the, the history of Tatooine because this isn't super well known, but, but Tatooine used to be covered in oceans and like rainforest. And we hear a little bit about that from the Tuscan chief, but we, we don't know too much about the lore, but it is a little interesting to hear that like something happened to Tatooine. We don't necessarily know what, but something happened to where the oceans and the lush forests are just gone. And it's it's replaced by a planet that is 100% desert. And um, I don't know. I think that's kind of interesting. I think we might hear a little bit more about this uh, either in this show or uh, in Kenobi, which is also going to be set on Tatooine. Uh, the Nikto Raiders, the symbol on their equipment that they sprayed, or on their equipment and what they sprayed onto the uh, the farmer's um their, the farmer's home whenever we saw them in the last episode it's actually kind of close to the hutty symbol for the letter b i don't know i'm kind of grasping at straws here so i don't really know i don't know the significance but i think that that's going to come into play and i would watch out for that little symbol where it's almost like two backwards like a two l's back to back where one of them's backwards i don't really know or two j's i don't i don't know what it is but i'm kind of interested to see uh, what it is i was listening to star wars theories breakdown and he thinks that they're water raiders uh that worked for jabba they collected like a water tax i don't really know i i don't think that we have anything super uh solid to go off of but that would kind of make sense because it wasn't super far from whenever jabba um jabba had died so they, they might have still been doing that stuff around the time of the flashback so i'm not entirely sure but it's just something to think about that it could it could be potentially a hutty symbol for the letter B. Um, and then just a little bit more about the flashbacks. We got a little bit of them whenever he's tripping out um, on on whatever drugs the Tuscans gave him when the lizard was in his nose. But uh, it looked we got a little bit more of a look at Camino, which I hope we get a full fledged look at Camino in some sort of flashback moving forward. Because as much as I love these Tuscan uh, looks. Not entirely. I, I think that it's time to kind of kind of move on to a couple other things. So, uh, But I'll talk a little bit more about that in a bit. So as far as my review goes, I think that this is another excellent episode. My hope, like I said, is that the episodes become less flashback-centered moving forward and we get a little bit more present-day Boba. Uh, that being said, the subtle tie-ins to existing lore with Chrysanthemum and the Pikes have really got me super, super excited because those were kind of those weren't like the groundbreaking cameos that people are looking for with people like Han Solo or Cad Bane or um, even someone like Hondo. Like that, it's not like like earth shattering stuff. But I think that the Black Chrysanthemum's uh, presence in this episode is probably going to be the uh, the 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 headline appearance of this episode. But I think that it's 
we, we got a lot to look forward to moving forward. Uh, the show is very, very personal, and it, it fully feels like Star Wars to me. I, I don't know how, to, how else to describe it, but it just feels like Star Wars, and it's something super refreshing that, that we haven't gotten with too many Star Wars projects since Disney's taken over, in my opinion. I feel like they felt less and less like Star Wars, save moments like Clone Wars Season 7. I think that the shows have been what have been driving Star Wars so far in this new era. And as much as I love things like Rogue One and Solo, I think that the shows like Clone Wars Season 7, The Bad Batch, and Mandalorian, and now Book of Boba Fett have been really what's driving the fandom and keeping the fandom alive because the movies, save the excellence of Rogue One, have been pretty weak. And so I, I'm super, super happy with, with the direction that they're taking us this in. And I think that Favreau and Filoni really know what they're doing, and I, I'm super excited to see. Uh, I, I love the vibes of the show, and I really can't wait for more. So that being said, let's dive into Visions. I'm going to talk a little bit about what I think we might see moving forward. To continue, we need one singular vision. My vision. So at the beginning, whenever uh, Fennec and Boba and the Gamorreans are walking through uh, the streets of Mos Espa, the emphasis on the Trandoshans in that scene makes me think that they're it's pretty likely that they're going to introduce Bosk. And that's kind of their way of like orienting people to seeing Trandoshans. They're like, okay, these these guys are of significance. And whenever they bring in Bosk, it's going to be like, okay, you have that association in mind where it's not quite as confusing um even though bosk is is pretty established for like people that that know star wars well for the more casual fans i think that that's just a little bit of a, a helping hand in that in that regard the presence of black chrysanthemum with that in mind gives me the impression that there are more bounty hunters that are to come with like because we're just kind of getting a taste of like hey these gangsters that he's kind of that bob is kind of making angry right now they're they got his old buddies that he used to work with and used to uh, used to kind of collude with w w whenever he was a bounty hunter. And I think that, uh, that that that's leaving the door open for Bosk, Dengar, Cad Bane, any of those guys to come back and kind of give Boba a hard time because they're hired by these other people. And it's going to be kind of like a shrug, like, hey, man, no hard feelings, but this is business. And this is kind of what I do now. And we used to be on the same side, but now... Things have changed. Uh, I hope that we get some Django content once we're done with the Tuscan storyline as far as the flashbacks. I think having Tamora Morrison back in the role of Django would be super interesting to see. Um, kind of get some time with him as a, as a kid uh, and, and stuff like that. I think that, that would be super, super interesting. Um, and then I think that Boba will potentially at the end of the show be working with the Tuscans to kind of solidify his rule on Tatooine. Because, dude, if you have a network of sand people at your disposal as kind of a personal army to kind of be your eyes and ears around Tatooine, that is so much more OP than Jabba could have ever dreamed of being. And I don't think that people fully understand the significance of, of, of him having an alliance with the Tuscans. Because I, I think that that's going to play big into this and that Boba's going to be... A man of great influence and i think that he's not he's he's gonna be done being nice here pretty soon once people start to really make him mad i think that the show's gonna get really really juicy and I'm, I'm super excited to see where it goes that being said um yeah that's about all that i have for this episode i'm super excited for next week uh stay tuned on monday i'm gonna be talking about the chosen one 
uh, and and my thoughts on how the sequels kind of put that uh, trilogy or not trilogy how the sequels kind of put that prophecy into question uh, at least as far as how George intended it to be um, and yeah uh, make sure you go follow me on Instagram if you don't already at Twin Sun Talks I'm doing a 31 day challenge in the month of January to kick off 2022 uh, today was day five as I mean it came this is the fifth day of January and I talked about my uh, my favorite uh, starship which is spoiler alert the Millennium Falcon so if you want to hear my reasoning go ahead and read the caption on my Instagram post um, over on my Instagram page and so that's about all that I have for today you've taken your first steps into a larger world may the force be with you and I will see y'all in the next episode bye friends